Edison Hatter here with the final first over episode of 2022. And just kind of by recording order, this Mohawk show being recorded after the Meadowlands show on this Thursday evening. So Saturday, December 31st, 2022, with my Mohawk 10 race card, the final card of 2022. And well, uh, we had a weather cancellation last Friday. We were able to get a quick recording in for the uh, Boxing Day Super I-5 payout. But hey, we'll run it back again this week. Mike Rabosi, Garnett Barnsdale, join me. Mike? Uh, you've been with me here twice today, so busy day recording for us. Yeah, this is all I do is harness racing. I don't know. And, and I watch football occasionally. Garnet Barnes, though, I know he watches plenty of football and bets plenty of it, but uh, he's here with us as well. Yeah, I do more watching of football, almost equal to as much harness racing as I do. But yeah, I'm, I'm here and ready to go. Oh, I do too. For anyone that's that's following the saga here, that listened to the Meadowland show, hopefully first, they know that I was complaining about Florida State football at the end. They are now up by three with 28 seconds left, so hopefully we're going to catch a bet here. But uh, last week, the three of us here, we discussed our thoughts on Dan Patch Awards. We had a lot of the human awards announced, but hum- or horse awards have now been announced. So I don't think anything too shocking in here. Uh, we'll start... Test of Faith, Older Pacer, kind of figured that's the way it would have to go. Uh, Bulldog Hanover, a unanimous, unanimous selection for Older Pacer. So maybe that's a good sign for him being the unanimous horse of the year. Treacherous Dragon, three-year-old Philly Pacer. Pebble Beach, three-year-old male Pacer. I believe 21 votes was the differential. That was the uh, closest of the votes. Sylvia Hanover, two-year-old Philly Pacer. And Stockade Sealster, Two-year-old male pacer. I know that one a little bit of a discussion, obviously, without any starts down here in the U.S., but uh, Garnett, any major shockers to you in there? Not really, no. I'm, I'm surprised that um, the vote for three-year-old Philly Trotter wasn't the closest one, though. Uh, on the pacing side, this was the closest oh, okay. pacing. Yeah, okay. Was the Glamour Boys. So, Mike, any thoughts, Mio? I think the right one's won. Uh, no real surprises. I, I feel like it, I, I appreciate that these people that are doing the voting are taking it seriously and, and getting it correct. Yeah, I mean, I guess given the way our top 10 poll votes went, which for what it's worth, Garnett, I don't necessarily think the 35 of us to vote in the top 10 poll, which you and I are both a part of, and the 137 of us that submitted ballots for the Ushua Awards are, you know, um, combined lists per se. Um, so maybe that voter that voted in the top 10 poll does not have a vote in, in this one. Yeah, they're not common. Um, I know Ken Weingartner runs the top 10 poll and he, he enlists uh, certain people in the media, but uh, not all necessarily are members of Ushua. You have to pay a membership fee to join. Some don't want to, that's fine. So yeah, maybe that one person that uh, incorrectly picked Bella Bellini as the top of the year doesn't have a vote for the Dan Patch. I guess we'll see. Well, on the trotting side of business, we had Bella Bellini win older female trotter, Ecury D, the older male trotter. Joviality won the three-year-old Philly trotter. And yes, Garnett, to answer your question, that was the closest vote. That was six votes deciding them. I was on the wrong side of that vote. I believe you said you were as well, too. Yep. Cool Papa Bell, three-year-old male trotter, special way, and volume eight to two-year-olds. Um, that one, I would say, pretty formful. Ted Black, who has a vote, and I were discussing about uh, people that may have gone perfect ballots. We thought maybe one in eight or so of the voters maybe maybe got this uh, trotting side perfect. I definitely didn't. I uh, also had El Raja one as the top trotter, but I understand why he didn't win believe was a great Reinhardt. I saw someone else who made the case there too. I mean, I definitely could have been leaned that way with just like an extra start or two, but to be fair, 
We voted for Accurate D last year with three starts as well in the U.S. So, you know. Uh, Mike, thoughts from you? Anything to add? Only that I thought Jiggy Jog probably should have gotten it, but you can't really argue with joviality. I mean, she she so she had credentials. I, I disagree, but I don't have a vote. Well, I did too, and I did have a vote, but uh, clearly more people thought joviality, so that's the way they went, but I definitely can't complain about that. They were both pretty neck and neck there, so no complaints from me there. Those are our 12 division winners. We will find out Trotter of the Year, which – Pretty confident in Bella Bellini. Pacer of the year, very confident in Bulldog Hanover. And Force of the year, very confident in Bulldog Hanover at the end of February down in Florida. But for now, we will turn our attention to Woodbine Mohawk. Chris, or not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve racing, December 31st. 7 p.m. first post time. 10 races on the card. Free program, as always, at woodbine.com backslash mohawk backslash free hyphen programs. And we'll close it out with another $100,000 guaranteed pick five pool, 20 cent base wager, races one through five as always. We'll give out some tickets for you and we'll jump it off with race one, another pop-up series. Uh, Garnett, actually, Mike, I'll give you the question. Mike, we'll throw to you first. Give us your picks, but also for our listeners out there trying to handicap, pop-up first leg, starters for a purse of 10,000 or less in the last four starts. Where would you put this on the class ladder? Well... You get a lot of horses here that sometimes come in from the B tracks that are racing at upper levels. And then you get the horses that are sort of at the the lower level condition pacing type horses. Your numbers of 1800s, your numbers of 3500s. Occasionally, um, you'll get like a numbers of 30 or 5000 kind of horse in these races. So I would say to the lower end, occasionally you get a dropper in here. But, um, you know, these are these are your bottom horses. Typically. But with that in mind, Mike, who'd you use here to start off this pick five? So I was three deep. Uh, here's Beach and Lindy showing up. And we thought Beach and Lindy last week when we talked about him had a big chance shipping in. And he's one that's racing at the preferred at London and winning. Uh, it was one to nine on December 13th. Got a driver switch and got an, a nice win. He likes this racetrack. He has a 51 and two mark here. He loomed large in that spot, gets rained out uh, or snowed out, I guess you could say. I think he looms large in this one, but there's others. I mean, we talked about fixed idea last time. That horse was well-meant on December 19th, raced better than he had in quite a long time. Uh, th- this horse is capable. You're going to get big odds because with Whalen, you always do get big odds, but I feel like that this horse is live at a price, could get ignored. And then the eight, love my rocking bird, another one racing the preferred at Flam. Uh, racing well this year, nine wins, 11 seconds, nine thirds, almost a hundred thousand racing mostly at Rito. That's, that's big money for the, the, uh, the races this horse has been racing in this, this year. You have to give him credit. And he's another one that's won over the track. He's in form. Putty's barn has been going well. I'll use that one. Three, five, eight. Garnett, how'd you see the opener? I'm going to go four deep using all three of those. I got to love my rocking bird as the top, my top pick. I think he's going to fire, Henry's going to fire him out from the outside. Probably somehow end up in the pocket, which will make him very dangerous. The other, the last one I'm going to use um, is the two Alta Engine A with James McDonald. I think he just went too fast too soon last time from the eight hole. 27 and three, 55 and four and stopped. Um, I think he fits much better against these, gets, obviously gets the driver change to McDonald. And here's an interesting, um, milestone that mcdonald's on the precipice of that was mentioned tonight in the pregame show he's two wins away from having 400 winners at mohawk which has only been done five times 
twice by Doug Brown in 84 and 85, Chris Christopheru in 2000, Randy Waples in 2001, and Mark McDonald in 2006. However, I'm pretty sure when all five of these guys did this, they were racing five nights a week all year long. So um, if James can break these, you know, get two wins in the um, in the next three days, which I, I would assume. He's got is, one tonight already. He's got one, which is a surety unless something strange happens to him. Um you know, he, he said, I think he sets the new standard because they don't race five days a week all year at Mohawk. They only race uh, the extra Tuesday during the summer. So quite the dominant year for James. And to answer your original question, I'm two, three, five, eight. Well, it'll be a three, eight for me here. Beach and Lindy love my rock and bar. I'll take uh, two of the imports here in this spot. Uh, Beach and Lindy coming in from Western Fair. Rock, love my rock and bar coming in from Flamborough. Um, like both of them for many of the same reasons you two said. It's not a whole lot for me to add. Just three eight for me to kick it off. Race number two. Five year olds and younger's non winners of two races or twenty two thousand lifetime on the pace. Garnett, how do we continue in the pick five? I'm gonna go single single starting in this race with number eight, last beach. I thought he was really good last week. Unfortunately, uh streaking backstreet gambler was just better. Um he looked like he was fighting him off at the eighth pole. Um, you know, he, it shows that he has a head lead at the stretch call in the program, but I think at a certain point he might've been a, almost a full length ahead again. And then backstreet Campbell just kept coming. He's just too sharp right now, but I thought last beach was really good. He hadn't raced since November uh, 26. I think he can, he's only going to be better in this spot. Um, likely the only horse that could probably beat him is sports fan. And I don't see him getting the trip to do it. So I'm going to single last beach. Number eight. For you, Mike. I agree on the eight, but I do think there's another horse that can beat him, and and it's uh, Andre Goyes, full disclosure, uh, has been racing against tougher horses, uh, Camara Moment, Unsung Hero, and Blasting, and this horse is very capable of blasting off. He doesn't win much, but those are fast races. I mean, some of those races are 52-1, and one, uh, two back, three back. You know, if Goyes is in the mood, he can really send this one down the road, and you know, he's coming out of quick races. He could get away, sneak away on these horses and, and be tough to catch. I think that, you know, it's it's the last day of the year. If they're looking to grab a win, I think that uh, he's capable and you're going to get a little bit of a price. So I was 4-8. For me, I went uh, too deep here as well. And it'll be a 6-8 for me. I throw in Whammer Jammer with Last Beach. Uh, Whammer Jammer uh, coming off of that third last time. At this point here is a favorite. Uh, one is a favorite three back here at Mohawk against similar type companies. It should be right in the mix. And the eighth last beach who we've uh, discussed here. And obviously will be Garnett single in the spot. So six, eight for me. Race two as we roll on. Race three is nine winners of 12,000 in their last five. They're on the pace of field of eight. Mike, where are we going here? Uh, three deep here. And uh, I think Codename Cigar Box has to be used. The source drops has been facing Salzburg, Victor, Sintra, Wheels on Fire. The source was really good uh, a couple months ago. September, October was was very, very sharp at the top level, at the preferred level. Kind of tailed off a little bit here. And it's tough facing these top horses every week. This is the first drop this horse has had for a while, especially this low. So I think he needs to be used. South Beach Hanover, the one has shown speed in two starts since return. This horse has a ton of back class. It's made 125,000 this year. And I like that race on September or on December 17th. Uh, got the front and lost to a tripped out winner. So this horse is going to be in front now. You don't get McClure here. You get Sam Fillion, who I think is is capable of winning with this horse. So 
he could he's definitely going to be a longer price than the seven is and then i'll throw in fabrizio for a price another one that likes to win seven wins this year has proven capable versus these types he needs to get a trip now he had really no chance last time whenever Cadillac Viama got away. This horse kicked 25-4 and four on a night where everyone was kicking fast, but he was sort of bottled up in that race against Island Special Major, and, and really, if he could have got out, might have made it interesting at the wire. He's, I think he's hidden in the race. I think that if he gets a trip, he's going to be live late. This is going to be one of those, like, Henry comes and grabs him at the end at a price. That was 137. Garnett, for you? Uh, this is my second single to seven codenamed Cigar Box. I did use uh, the horses. The other ones Mike uh, mentioned I used for second and third in my picks. But um, I have no real opinions on races one, four, and five where I'm four deep in all three of them. So I, I chose to go light in races two and three. I think cigar, codenamed Cigar Box needs this dropping class. I think it's this is perfect for him. He should be able to stock and, and beat these or uh, you know maybe make a big brush in the third quarter to take control of the race. But to me, he kind of stands out in this field. You know, I threw South Beach Hanover in. I, I almost think I'll codename Cigar Box, and maybe I will on some tickets ultimately. But uh, one seven for me here on the ticket we'll give out for the show. But uh, for Garnett, a second consecutive singles, a race four, back to that pop up first leg. So Garnett with two singles, either it's a cheap ticket or we're spreading in these last two. Well, I'm four by four. It's still only going to be twelve eighty. But uh, the four I'm using in here, I'm going to go with I am a rocket uh, as my top pick. You know, the horse missed a month, which I don't like, but. It goes for Team Cullen. Comes off a really sharp win, I think, in a pretty good field uh, at Fraser Downs. So I made him my top pick here. Second one I'm using is Jet Rock, another shipper, number four, coming in from Rito Carlton, uh, racing in the top classes. Always there, had a, has a very strong record. Uh, you know, uh, 15 times first, second, or third out of 28. Seven wins. He's won 17 times in the last two years. Horse definitely knows where the wire is. Third one I'm using is the eight Harry G. I don't, he didn't really beat much in his local debut, but I like the way he did it. Um, he uh, he picks up a new driver here in uh, James McDonald. He had McNair last time, but uh, I like the way he circled the horses. He looked good doing it. And the last one I'm going to use is the horse Mike liked a little bit last week in that high five um, that was that was snowed out. Hunter Hill. Um, you know I think he showed a little bit of late pace in that race. Um, he's not. He's making his fourth start back now. I don't think he's necessarily out of place in here and you know maybe one for a price so one two four eight i will once again continue with my two by two by two by two here and i will go two deep again here using the uh, four and the eight that is jet rock and harry g uh, jet rock coming in there from Rio carlton off pretty solid form and the eight harry g intriguing win last time out there tripping in from Truro. so uh using some more shippers here seems to be a theme of my ticket so we will go four eight in race four. So we flip to race five. The five. Oh, oh I get to talk about race four, or what, what are we doing here? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I thought you were going there first. I'm sorry. Yes, Mike. We'll hear from you for race four. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, I always figured I was going to do that sometime eventually on the show. I'm proud I made it a year and a half before doing it. So I agree with a couple of, of uh, Garnett's horses. The four Jet Rock probably has the best chance to win uh, racing at that top level at Rito and racing well gets checks. Another horse that uh, certainly the big track is no issue for. Probably is going to end up favored in the race. And and uh, I like the driver switch. I, I like a lot about that one. Uh, Harry G, I think, is a must-use. Another one that gets a driver switch. Um, flew from the back. But he this horse can leave and do very well also. Uh, 
early, I think, and could be in the mix. And then uh, I'll try the three Lord Anthony, who could end up sort of in bed, like almost like an in-between type, probably will stock, has shown speed at Flamborough, has kind of been stepping up the ladder. I thought raced okay last time, when wide. And uh, those are horses that are similar to these horses. So three, four, and eight. Interesting uh, point about Lord Anthony that probably won't mean anything to anybody except me. I bought a piece of his half-sister by McWicked uh, this year that uh, from the stable bought. Oh, nice. Mick uh, Paisley is her name. Uh, you know, Mike, I'm at least glad when I finally accidentally skipped over someone. At least it was you, because there's some guests we've had on here that are quiet enough that they would have just let me go with it the whole way. And sometime later at the end of the show, I'm like, you know, I forgot. Talk about oh, no, I, I, I would have spoke up. So, Do you really think I, I would ever let you go? <laughs> Well, Mike, we'll let you go first here. Race five, five-year-old youngers. Winners of two, but not more than four. A field of ten. How are you going to close out your uh, pick five? So here's my single now, and that's the horse I, we talked about last week, and that's the one Emmett's buddy who really had no chance and was bottled up on December 17th in the stretch. And then when the horse, the horse was basically coming off the track, ended up almost on the inside rail there because they didn't. the horse had no room. Now you get a driver switch, and the horse is going to be off the pace with Christopher, you would think, gets another setup, I think, any sort of trip whatsoever, and this horse will go by 6-1 to one morning line. Uh, I think that uh, he's the one in race five. Garnett, what are your thoughts? I am four deep in here using uh, Emmett's buddy as long as well as J.K. Mickey Mantle. I thought he raced really well in the valedictory final. Camera moment was just too good. Camera moment uh, came up with a, a very sharp mile. I used the five bottle rocket for a price. He wasn't put into the race at all from the 10 hole. Now he comes back quicker, moves inside. Um, and the last one, Acapulco Sunburn, who I think is almost almost assuredly won't be first up in this race where he was in his last couple starts and it just didn't work out. So another one maybe for a price uh, coming from the back. So I got uh, one, two, five, seven in this race. I ended up spreading in here. I'm going to take a stand against the two J.K. Mickey Mantle. I do like the one Emmett's buddy quite a bit like a Mike there, so I will use him. Use the five bottle rocket, the seven Alcapoco Sunburn, and the nine, you're the one. Uh, has to work from post nine out there, and you know definitely seems to like it close to the pace. So not much how the trip works out for him, but I think he's going to be better priced than maybe even that seven to two morning line implies here with uh, some attention to some others in this field. So throw him in at a price. We're going to try one two or one five seven and nine here in the fifth to close it out and with that that concludes our final early pick five of 2022 with the hundred thousand dollar guaranteed pool mike your ticket please three five eight with four eight with one three seven with three four eight with one it's ten eighty for fifty cent garnett mine's twelve eighty for twenty cents two three five eight with eight with seven with one two four eight with one two five seven and for me, I will spend twelve dollars eighty cents, three eight with six eight with one seven with four eight with one five seven nine. So we will have a ninth race to discuss, a final preferred of the year at Woodbine Mohawk Park. But uh, first things first, a little bit of extra time in here. I have pulled up the end of year rankings. We'll do some trivia here for you two. You're unprepared for, it and see how well you go with it. Uh-oh. Okay, this one should be easy. Trainer with the highest number, with the top number of wins this year. Burke. Ron Burke. One thousand Yeah. One thousand twenty wins from forty six hundred and sixty three starters. Richard Moreau second, three twenty eight. Uh, Irv Miller third with two ninety one. And it is over twenty two million dollars in purse earnings for uh, 
trainer Ron Burke, and uh, let's do it by purse earnings. I do not believe anyone else broke $10 million this year. Yeah, no, $9.2 million for Tony Alanya. So <laughs> pretty clear answer there, and, uh, uh, you know, pretty straightforward answer here too. The driver with the most wins? Merriman, probably. Not quite those three consecutive thousand win seasons he had a couple years ago, yep. but 875 for Aaron Merriman. Wow. Jason Bartlett, 631, and Tim Tietrich at 567, beating uh, Trace Tietrich at 536. Back in fourth, uh, this one, you know, there was some controversy last year. I think a DQ'd horse flipped this at the very, very end of the year. This year, it's about a $700,000 difference. Top driver by earnings? Done. Yeah, it is Dexter Nutt over Tim Tietrich, Yannick Jingra there in third, Jason Bartlett, the other one across the $10 million line. It's $15.1 million this year for driver Dexter Dunn. And here's the real challenge. The Trotter with the most wins this year, 18 of them. Hmm. Oh, wow. Not, not, not a particularly well-known name necessarily, and not, not a circuit I think either of you two follow. Uh, winning Shadow out at Northfield, 18 wins from 32 starts this year. Uh, there's a four-way tie at 16 wins in second um, for the Trotters. Now, for the Pacers, there's a clear leader with 18 wins. There is a five-way tie for second with 16 wins. You might be able to name one of the uh, ones in the tie for second with 16 wins this year. Southwind Amazon? Bulldog, probably. No, no. He didn't race. I don't even think he raced enough to have 16 wins. Bulldog uh, had 14 wins from 16 starts. So much more? There it is. We're going to talk about her in a little bit. So much more. 16 wins from 34 starts this year. Century Mock, 18 wins from 37 starts to earn $76,000 out at Frazier and Century. Wow. So, uh, that is a look at the top uh, horses there. And, uh, yeah, so overall, the horses, most wins, uh, winning Shadow and Century Mock are tied, but eh, five starts less for winning Shadow, earned about 150000 more. So, I guess we'll give him the the honors for wins this year. Um, but with that, we will turn to this ninth race, which includes so much more with her 16 wins this year. And she'll be one of the favorite ones in here, along with Wheels on Fire. Those two, as the morning line indicates, are going to take a lot of attention in here. Sintra is the third one I threw on. I thought it was pretty much impossible to get around those three. But Garnett, could you? Yeah. I don't have any of them on top. I'm taking a shot with Salzbrook Victor, mostly because... Uh, mostly because I, I just like the way he's all of a sudden become an aggressive horse. And when he's done, when he's changed his style, I think he's done much better, uh, you know, including last week's new lifetime mark in 149 and two. Um, this horse, this is a horse. I'm sure if you follow the circuit, you remember probably 50 races in a row, this horse was trying to close from the clouds. Now, all of a sudden, he, last week, he made, I think he made three moves in that mile to win in 149 and two. I think the price is going to be really good on him. So I'm taking a shot with him. Gar- or, uh, Mike, how did you see this final preferred of the year? Uh, I mean, I, I can't be very clever here. I, I think Wheels on Fire is tough, gets an inside draw. You get Henry, and I would imagine that this horse is going to be pointed to the front. Really wasn't pointed anywhere from the eight hole on December 10th. Now this horse has missed time, but as the temperature goes down, this horse tends to get better and better. Uh, so much more is in form. She's won three out of four. I mean, they, these are, these aren't really anything. These aren't great thoughts here. I just Salzburg Victor, I think is okay. And has a puncher's chance, but he's going to need everything to work out perfect for him. And he got the absolute perfect drive on, on December 17th. 
that was the absolute right trip. Got out before the stretch and just came in and won. And that, that was a whole different group than this. The prior lines against these types, he just tends to get stuck in and, and uh, you know, doesn't really can't go with them late. So that's what worries me about that one. So I just I, like I said, I think it's the favorites here. I think it's going to be those two to the wire. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, two, three, six is the way I had this race. The only possible creativity I have is maybe just will them fire over centrist rate exacta. I'm not really sure in that sense. Um, but I'll ask you. So Garnett with this race. Um, well, in your case, Salzburg Victor, you like on top. So that's pretty easy. You can probably bet him to win in the spot. But, Mike, for someone like you, what would be your action of playing at this race? Or would you at all, either, I guess, would you play it? Would you pass? Or would you try to just include it in some multi-race sequences? Yeah, I'd probably be in multis trying to shrink, maybe leaning on the on wheels on fire more. Uh, you know, that night on December 10th, so much more wasn't losing that race. The horse was bet to, like, she was going to be good, and she was. I think you have to kind of isolate. I don't, I don't know that I want to use them both. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. They probably play very similarly in multis. And, uh, you know, if I look up at the board and see a win price on Wheels on Fire, a 5 to 2 and above, I'd be interested. Well, with that uh, Garnett, we still have four other races on the card. I know you two obviously do due diligence looking at every race on this program. So any other things that caught your eye on this program, Garnett? Uh, not really, not specifically. No, I think it's, um, like I said, a lot of these races are fairly wide open. I think, um, you know, you got race six, you got desperate men. Uh, I think desperate men will be tough in race six. You got a bunch of horses exiting the same race and he raced hardest and finished closest to the winner in that race. So I think he'll probably be tough in there, but I don't know what kind of a price you'll get. Um, aside from that, not, not much else other than we, what we've already talked about. Well, better question maybe, Garnett. Where will you be watching this card from? Any New Year's Eve plans? Uh, my living room, most likely. All right, simple enough answer. Uh, Mike, anything else from your handicapping on this card to point out? I can't think of a better way to ring in the New Year besides Meadowlands and Mohawk. I mean, yeah. I know that that's what I want to do. I mean, that's it doesn't have to be a holiday, but uh, you know, that's my typical Saturday night. I, I do think the... Uh, Let's get pickled as has a big chance in in race number seven. This horse has had some tough trips, has been in and really tougher spots than than he needs to be. I know he's only five to two morning line. I do think that he pay he plays a little better in Maltes though. That's a good spot for him. I would imagine Maxinow goes goes down the road there. All right, so Garnett, uh, since you didn't miss anything for Saturday, how about the real challenge here? Since this is going to get posted very shortly, race seven is getting ready to go now. We'll be on Thursday night. For anybody who's miraculously listening to this instantaneously early, what do you like in the last three tonight? Oh man, what do I like in the last three tonight? You gotta make you gotta make <laughs> me open. Up harness and look. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The last three. We'll we'll go. Belichick. Uh, Belichick should win with uh, Philly on back in the bike in race eight. Race nine, I got sunshine in my pocket. Been right there uh, two starts in a row for Moreau. Looks best. And race 10, Thundering Jim. I love Thundering Jim in race 10. He was driven with total confidence by Young last time. Who was He was forced to duck early, but that didn't, didn't dissuade him. He pulled out as soon as they hit the backstretch, went to the front one easily, and got me a really nice ticket. So I'll go back to Thundering Jim, number seven in the last. All right, well, three morning line favorites there from Garnett, but uh, we'll see. 
uh, as we listen to the show later on how well those picks did. And we hope all of our picks are good on Saturday night. Uh, New Year's Eve, final night of racing at Woodby Mohawk Park this year. Final uh, calendar day of 2022 as we turn the page to 2023. Uh, hey, Mike, I guess we already got your answer with Ray earlier, so people go listen to the Meadowlands show for that answer. Garnett, favorite racing moment of 2022 and something uh, either, I guess, resolution, something you're looking forward to in 2023, something for the future. Favorite racing moment? Wow. I don't have anything... I mean, I, I guess you'd have to say Bulldog breaking the record. Um, being at the Hambo? Come on, Garnett. <laughs> being at the Hambo with you guys was probably tops. That was a great week. It was a lot of work with the Clyde Hurt uh, uh, workshop. But um, you know what? That that probably was my, my number one. Uh, I can't wait to go back this year. Resolutions? Uh, nothing. I, I, I resolved that the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. So I speak it hopefully into existence. Are they are they still current Vegas favorites to win the Super they Bowl? They currently game? are. That might change if they lose to Cincinnati Monday night, but I don't think they will. I, I hope not. Uh, well, actually, you know what? It's I think it's a mostly irrelevant game for the Ravens, right? Because I mean, well, unless lose, lose Sunday, Buffalo wins, you know, but or sorry, Cincinnati wins, then the division's over. But I'm, I'm assuming division's on the line next Sunday, and that's got to be the Sunday night game next week, right? Yeah, I would think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Sunday night game. Which that, that may that may be my Sunday plans if I get adventurous. Uh, Meadowlands, you know, wake up New Year's Day at a decent time, get down to Baltimore in time, 8.20 p.m. game. Depends on the weather. That that looked like miserable football everywhere on Christmas Eve. Uh, what game was it? Was it Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland, New Orleans. That game looked miserable. So hopefully better weather this coming Sunday, but I believe it is supposed to be. So now you're young. You can you can live through it, man. <laughs> Well, with that, Racing fans, that's a good look at our New Year's Eve action, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and the Meadowlands show, of course, takes you through the Meadowlands card, and that will do it for us here in 2022 on first over. Um, plenty of thank yous to you about here for 2022. Uh, first and foremost, for me, I'd like to thank, um, of course, uh, Jonathan Kinchin, Pete Fornatel, everyone up above me at In The Money Media, and uh, Drew Cotney, of course, congratulations once again on his BCBC win earlier this year. So I'd like to thank all of them for their support of this show, as always. Uh, definitely could not imagine how well it would turn out when Pete Fornatel came to me 16 months ago at Saratoga. We were together talking about possibility of bringing on a harness show to end the money. So very happy for that. Happy to have uh, Mike Rabosi and Ray Catolo alongside me, along with uh, Garnett Barnesdale and Derek Givner and John Rallis, Robert Reed Jr., and all the other contributors we've had throughout this year. We look forward to plenty more good things in 2023, but we hope you can uh, go out with a bang here in 2022. Make some money on New Year's Eve night, be it on the college football playoffs, any other sports you're betting on, any horses you're betting on. Hopefully all your bets are winning ones to wrap up 2022 and to bring in 2023. And we'll talk to you, well, next year here on First Over with Edison Hatter.